For all you elk hunters out there, chasing turkeys is basically the same thing. I know the reaction you just gave me, but don't knock it till you try it and don't try it without OnX. The Hunt app will not only help you find new areas on public ground, but I use it to find out landowner info to get permission on private ground that I see birds on as well. OnX Hunt has a special offer for you. Use code CAL to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com slash hunt and find more birds this spring. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. That's seafoamworks.com to learn more. Hey, I just sat down with the owners and operators of Maui Nui Venison. They're on a mission to balance access deer populations on Maui while giving back to the community and run a totally sustainable operation. For folks like me who want to get your own meat but aren't always successful, you can become a snack subscriber, get some Axis Deer sticks sent right to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com and use promo code CAL for 20% off your first order. Meat Eaters World News Headquarters in Bozeman, Montana. This is Cal's Week in Review with Ryan Cal Callahan. Now, here's Cal. If you are in Iowa, you unfortunately have a lot to cry about, including spilt milk. <laughs> a high V employee reportedly dumped some 800 gallons of sour milk into a storm drain in Ankeny, Iowa. Iowa DNR was called to investigate an odd color in Four Mile Creek and reports of fish struggling to swim. DNR officers followed the discoloration from Four Mile Creek to a small creek that connected to the storm drain, which connected essentially to the High V in Ankeny. High V has responded by hiring a disaster mitigation company that is setting up dams to hold back the milk and vacuums to literally suck it out of the stream where it backs up at the dams. Careful, folks. Those aren't cookies in that milk. They're dead fish. This week, we've got WP Squared, Alaska V Fed, and our first ever Gator Roundup. But first, I'm going to tell you about my week. My week, as you know, is sponsored by Steel Power Equipment. And on behalf of both Steel and myself, I am taking my week to tell all of you folks who just experienced the oddly not all that talked about derecho that occurred August 7th, uh, you know, that we're thinking about you. Folks know about formed relief efforts and where to send aid. Please let me know and I'll um, make sure folks know about it. A derecho for you folks who don't know, is an inland hurricane. People in the Midwest experience sustained winds of 100 miles per hour. They're still facing horrific crop and personal property damage, and as I write this, there are an estimated 75,000 people without power. That is a full 10 days without a fan or a swamp cooler in the humid Midwest August heat. 
Again, I feel for you. A rough estimate of about 14 million acres of crop damage has occurred. Iowa alone is seeking $4 billion in disaster relief. Speaking of crops, getting back here to home, my crops have struggled as well. As you longtime listeners know, I have a decktop garden, which is all I can muster in my highly urban living situation. I use earth boxes, little mobile raised beds. Last year, they kicked butt. This year, it's been tough. I just whipped up the first batch of pesto out of the garden, and I'm hoping to get one really good haul of tomatoes over the next week or so. You know, and then here in Montana, it's kind of back to winter from there. Lots of folks have written in asking for a puppy update. Not sure if you can hear her in the background, but she's raising holy hell. I picked up a new puppy eight or nine weeks ago, and it took me a while to figure out a name that I liked. I learned in the interim that people will not stand, will not stand for an unnamed puppy. Anyway, her name is Snort. (coughs) Snort is in the children's book, Are You My Mother? Uh, Which is uh, by P.D. Eastman, which could have been where I dusted the name off from. But it is also what my old outfitter buddy used to call all of his grandkids. So maybe that's it. Unless you're just a twisted son of a gun, you fall in love with these dogs so fast, it's wild. I was just sitting on the floor the other day, and Snort walked over and dropped almost on top of me. We're still in that phase of, like, being full go or full stop. Energy uncontained or asleep. And her head was in my lap. And it dawned on me that this was exactly how I spent the last night with my last lab the big fish, five or six years ago, when she was going through the process of dying, which kind of makes you think like, man, just a glutton for punishment. Or, you know, I'm stupid, I guess. (laughs) We're working together very slowly down the path towards bird dog. She has the look. I can see the traits. It's just kind of up to me now to bring those out and balance the discipline and fun and know what the appropriate level of demand is. She's got a lot to live up to. I have just met you, and I love you. Moving on to the politics and policy desk. In a surprising move, the Trump administration pulled their official nomination of William Perry Pendley, or as I like to call him, WP Squared. His nomination was for the position of Director of the Bureau of Land Management. You know, that agency that oversees 245 million surface acres and some 700 million subsurface acres of our public lands. If you're thinking, but wait a minute, isn't WP Squared already the director of the BLM? Well, you're not technically right. He's only the acting director, as he had never been nominated until just a couple of weeks ago. This is a move the Trump administration has been using for some of their controversial figures in high office. Put them in the role unofficially in order to avoid the potential speed bump of a Senate confirmation hearing. A Senate confirmation hearing is essentially an open-to-the-public job interview, something you should want out of your officials if you, as I do, spend an incredible amount of time on BLM ground. WP Squared has an interesting background as he has been an open opponent to federal land and federal land agencies and an open proponent of folks like the Bundys who steal resources and services from public land. That makes sense to me. 
All that aside, let's say, for argument's sake, that he's got a great head on his shoulders, smart as a whip, and he's willing to put his outspoken personal agenda to the side in order to answer his president and his nation's call to manage one of the things we increasingly hold dear, our public lands. Wouldn't you, as an employer, want and expect that the person that you put in this position, your number one pick, wouldn't you expect them to stand up in front of a Senate confirmation hearing and prove that you were right for selecting them? Prove that they are not only the right person for the job, but the best? I sure would. Instead, though, in a truly bizarre move, WP Squared has been stripped of his nomination, but retains the role of acting director. Not exactly a straightforward move, and not exactly a move that would inspire confidence as an employee, big title or not. It's almost like William Perry Pendley's role as acting director is a reflection of the BLM itself. What he's doing there may be represented more in subsurface acreage than in surface acreage. Moving on, but sticking with the BLM, kind of, or in part, I guess. Right now, there is quite the fit going on in Alaska. Alaska is an oddball state when it comes to how state regulation and federal regulations overlap, in part because Alaska is a giant chunk of America, some 663,300 square miles. According to Alaska.org, you can fit the square mileage of Texas, California, and Montana into Alaska and still have room left over. All that room and the population is still less than a million people. In order to even get relatively so few people to relatively so much of Alaska, the U.S. government found ways to promote the homesteading of Alaska and provided several concessions to those brave and lucky souls that live there. Subsistence living being one of them. Allowing the population of your state the right to live off the land. Every resident in the state of Alaska, according to their state constitution, is entitled to subsistence rights to hunt and fish. Furthermore, all citizens are to be treated equally. Imagine that novel concept. Quick example, I just ate a one-quart bag of spot prawn tails from southeast Alaska delivered me by one Stephen Ranella. A non-resident is allowed to harvest three quarts of shrimp per day. So, in other words, I ate a third of a daily limit. Whereas, a resident is allowed to harvest for personal consumption without limit. In 1980, something called ANILCA was passed, which is Alaska National Interest Lands Conservation Act. ANILCA created the Federal Subsistence Board and tasked it, that board rather, with protecting subsistence opportunities for federally qualified, kind of like rural, subsistence users. All sound well and good? Yeah! All right, so here's the rub. The subsistence board, for the first time, just mandated that all BLM land in Unit 13 will be closed to those that do not qualify under the federal subsistence designation, which is a murky definition in itself. Murky as it may be, it will still effectively close hunting on BLM lands in Unit 13 to non-locals, keeping in mind that non-locals would include the vast majority of Alaska's population, 
folks that live in Anchorage, Wasilla, Palmer, etc. That's a bum deal for you folks, but a real good deal for you folks who live in or right near the Nelchina Basin. The state of Alaska has filed suit against the U.S. government for what it sees as an overstep. Here is a statement made from a uh, commissioner on the Alaska Fish and Game in the Anchorage Daily News. Quote, The state believes that actions of the Federal Subsistence Board represent an unnecessary and unjustified bureaucratic intrusion into state management that is providing for the subsistence needs of both local and non-local Alaskans. Now, doing my own research, using my handy-dandy Onyx mapping software, I found that there is an absolute gobsmacking amount of state land in the Nelchina Basin, some of which I assume holds some game, and all of which remains open despite this closure, both to those who do not fall under the federal subsistence designation and those that do. The state land will just need to be accessed in a lot of cases via BLM ground, which is legal, as the state ground does not touch a lot of roads or rivers. Despite it being legal, I know Alaska hiking, and this option can be very tough going. The other point I would like to make is, it seems the subsistence board was petitioned to make this change. They were petitioned to make this change in spite of the fact that moose numbers are at objective in the area, meaning there are plenty of moose, and caribou numbers are over objective. Important to note that the subsistence board has been petitioned in the past, yet this is the first time they have ever taken this type of exclusionary action. So, While we all are very tempted to participate in the ever-popular game of blaming things on the feds, I need to ask the question, as well as you Alaska residents do too, who petitioned the subsistence board in the first place? And why, for the first time ever, has the subsistence board chosen to listen to that petitioning group? If you live in Alaska, it's a neighbor of yours. I know we all hate to hear this, But when we talk about the feds, we're kind of talking about ourselves. (laughs) For all you elk hunters out there, chasing turkeys is basically the same thing. I know the reaction you just gave me, but don't knock it till you try it and don't try it without OnX. The Hunt app will not only help you find new areas on public ground, but I use it to find out landowner info to get permission on private ground that I see birds on as well. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you. Use code CAL to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt and find more birds this spring. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but here's one product that stood the test of time. Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. It's really simple. When you pour it in your gas tank, seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who has used a can of seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. I guarantee you've listened to them because I use it 
you know, regularly. People everywhere rely on seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. On the uh, Responsible Recreation Desk, remember all those times that I've told you to get outside more often? Appreciate those wild places? Well, as you know, you can appreciate those places to death commonly referred to as uh, loving a place or our parks or our trails to death. Canada right now is experiencing just that as mandated lockdowns have driven Canucks to campgrounds, beaches, and backcountry trails at an alarming rate. Vacationers are booking campsites solid from Quebec to British Columbia, and the overflow is causing major concerns. Side country or backcountry scenes are seeing keg parties, weddings, and barbecues. Hard-to-reach spots have suddenly been inundated with tents and, you know, folks probably drinking Labatt Blue or Moosehead. The victims in this scenario are the things that we claim to love, right? The wild flowers, the vegetation, the shoreline, all of which is getting trampled and destroyed. Chris Ludwig, president of Backcountry BC, said, The wildlife, black bears, wolverines, deer, they're getting displaced and bothered by these large numbers of people. In Quebec's Gasp region, out-of-town campers have pissed off the locals and left beaches full of trash and human feces. In Alberta, the Bighorn, over 3,000 square miles of wilderness, has been hit really hard. Tens of thousands of campers are suddenly pouring into the area and are ending up literally on top of each other, some even putting up tents in roadside ditches. Hundreds of cars can be seen circling, trying to find a parking spot. New trails are being cut, old ones are getting spread out and braided, leftover fire pits dot the landscape, bags of trash are piling up, and animals are enjoying the newfound meals. This isn't only happening in Canada, either. Take Santa Paula Canyon in Ventura County, California. The popular spot, just 90 minutes outside of LA, was hit hard this spring as coronavirus raged. Trash piled up, Rocks were covered in graffiti, and hundreds of people swam in nearby pools. I can't tell you how much pee and feces were littered along the trail, frequent visitor Ellie Mora told Time. Oh, it's everywhere! Ah, it's in my raccoon wounds! It's disgusting. It got so ridiculous that the U.S. Forest Service shut down the trail in mid-May. There were reports of similar closings from across the country. It turns out, if you lock people indoors, their natural reaction will be to get out of doors, which is not surprising. Nobody in this country wants to tell anyone to stay inside, whether it's because of a pandemic or because we just can't keep our wild places clean. We all want to enjoy the great privilege of our parks and forests, canyons and rivers. But if you're going to be a hoser about it, 
we'd all prefer you to screw up your own backyards and not the backcountry. Seems like common sense not to trash a place or be so lazy as to leave baby diapers and broken glass behind after a camping trip. However, this type of sense isn't as common as you'd think. With an influx of visitors to these fragile environments, there simply needs to be an adjustment. We need to hold each other accountable and practice what is essentially basic human decency. As Aldo Leopold once said, don't frickin' litter. Okay, I'm making that one up, but I believe he'd appreciate the sentiment. Moving on to the don't pet the animals desk. Iowa, the Hawkeye State. Everyone knows Iowa, not because of the aforementioned derecho, but because it ranks number one nationwide in beef, pork, soybean, corn, and grain production. If that's not enough, it's our only state bordered by not one, but two navigable rivers. The Missouri on its west side, the Mississippi on the east. Not to mention Iowa has a population of 3 million people and over 21 million hogs, meaning there are about four pigs to every person, and one of those persons is Ashton Kutcher. This is Iowa. They should put that on a bumper sticker. But what you probably don't know is Iowa has alligators. Well, they could have alligators. As reported in the daily non-pareal, Andrew O'Dell. Listen, if I messed up that name... Probably not you, Andrew, but the Daily Nonpareil, right into AskCal at TheMeatEater.com. Anyway, Andrew is a Florida native who's calling Iowa home these days. He just recently also called the Iowa Department of Natural Resources to report a sighting of not one, but possibly as many as six, several babies and a big mama, according to Odell, alligators. Iowa DNR officials investigated but couldn't turn anything up other than some good-looking semi-submerged logs. Of course, gators in Iowa are not the norm, but this is a good opportunity to recap some notable gator sightings and captures from other places where alligators do not live. 2013, alligator shot and killed in Goose Lake outside of Scandia, Minnesota. 2016, alligator found in Brainerd, Minnesota. 2019, alligator found in Prior Lake, Minnesota. 2019, alligator spotted wandering down side of road near Osceola Township, Michigan. That was one of six gators sighted in 2019. That's right, six gators spotted in just July of 2019 in Michigan. Ultimately, seven gators were captured in Michigan, one of which was shot by a landowner when the gator lunged at him. We'll jump one more border to Illinois. Gator Bob. The Humboldt Lake alligator, Chicago police attempted to capture for quite some time, also made headlines in 2019, and that's in Chicago. And that is also where I'm stopping. Rest assured, the list does not. So, when Iowa DNR says a gator in the lake is highly unlikely, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Odell had this to say, quote, And now everything is blowing up. And now they are saying it's a hoax and that we saw a log and all this other crap. I'm going to try and get two of them. But usually when you catch one with the mama around, she'll come after you. So hopefully I can get at least one of them. Uh, from Cal's Week in Review, good luck, Mr. Odell. Looking forward to adding Iowa to the 2020 Gator Roundup. For those of you considering an alligator as a pet, don't. They are expensive. They are a liability, and eventually, they grow to an unmanageable size. If you happen to have one on your hands, don't release it into the nearest lake. 
or parking lot or roadside. Eat it. Yay! Next up, from the Wildlife Encounters desk, a 54-year-old Iowa woman was gored by a cow bison. One of the bison's horns hooked the woman's pants, and she was flung about until her pants ripped off. The incident occurred in Custer State Park, South Dakota. The woman was returning from attending the annual and infamously rowdy biker rally in Sturgis, South Dakota. The Iowa biker said, Wouldn't you know it? The first time I wore pants in four days and this happens. I'm just kidding about that. But how often do you need to hear me say, Don't approach the wildlife? The biker's injuries were considered non-life-threatening. She got lucky. Moving on to our seldom-visited Australia desk. A beautiful and welcoming place is Australia. However, it sometimes wants to kill you. From saltwater crocs to great white sharks to 21 of the world's 25 most deadliest snakes. It could be pretty nerve-wracking down under if you think about that stuff. But here's some things that you're probably not even considering. The stinging stonefish found on Australia's reefs. The stonefish produces a sting that comes with unbelievable agony, shock, and eventual death. I'd also guess you haven't thought of the southern blue-lined octopus. The octopus doles out one of the most toxic venoms in the world. It bites you and within minutes causes paralysis, leading to respiratory issues and heart failure. But anyway, let's talk about the real dangerous stuff. Snakes and spiders. Thanks to the wonders of artificial intelligence, a new Australian app called Critterpedia allows anyone with a smartphone to identify the slithery or creepy crawly. The app will also make it easy to learn which species live where and even how to take precautions against unwanted run-ins. It's even equipped with emergency services and some soon-to-be-revealed virtual reality elements. I knew we were living in the future when I found out about Shazam! an app that identifies any music playing around you in seconds. Or Cuddler, a dating app in which folks meet up to cuddle. While this tech might help anyone who simply can't stomach walking around in a place that has 2,000 species of spiders and 170 species of snakes, it's important to remember the reality here. In Australia, anyway, there are only two types of spider and 12 species of snakes that are venomous enough to kill humans. And there are only 100 reported snake bite cases in Australia each year that actually require antivenom. Furthermore, only a reported two people die from snake bites every year. So be cautious, get educated, and use your smartphone if you must. But, you know, just remember this. If you have time to open an app and take a picture of a snake or spider, it's not that dangerous. But if you feel like touching something in that same situation, Touch your phone or get on Cuddler, I guess. That's all I've got for you this week. Thanks for listening. As per usual, let me know how I'm doing, what I got right, what I got wrong, and more importantly, what's going on in your neck of the woods by writing in to A-S-K-C-A-L. That's askcal at themeateater.com. If you're loving what you're hearing, tell a couple of friends. I'll talk to you next week. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. 
Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and burnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. That's SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Hey, I just sat down with the owners and operators of Maui Nui Venison. They're on a mission to balance access deer populations on Maui while giving back to the community and run a totally sustainable operation. For folks like me who want to get your own meat but aren't always successful, you can become a snack subscriber, get some Axis Deer sticks sent right to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com and use promo code CAL for 20% off your first order.